Paul said in Acts chapter number 27, he said, none of you will lose your lives. And so today I want to pick up, <laughs> literally pick up, in Acts chapter 28. As Paul told us in 27, none of you will lose your life. Not all about you, but last week that ship was looking right. The ship was looking good. Pastor Kip did a fantastic job on the on the ship. And man, I about, uh, I hated to even chop the thing up. Although I didn't do it, he did it. I hated to see it, I see it go. But as I began to look at it, because as we come into this week, we find it in pieces. And can I encourage you today that each one of these pieces can preach even without words. Each one of the pieces of the of the ship that Paul was on can can preach to us today. It lets us know something very encouraging today. It lets us know that when God speaks, God means what he says. Listen, when you, when you see the wreckage on this stage today, listen, it reminds us that if God said it, then that he meant it. And when if God meant it and God said it, he wouldn't have said it if he didn't mean it. Anybody follow what I'm trying to teach to us today? Listen, we can be thankful for that today. Listen, I am thankful that he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. I'm thankful that if God says something, that settles it because if God says it, it is done. He told him in Acts 27, he said, hey, the ship's going to break up, but guess what? Not one of you are going to lose your lives. I'm telling you, that ought to make you thankful today. Listen, that ought to make you thankful today that every single word that God ever shared it will come to pass listen the grass may wither and the flower may fade but the word of the Lord will stand it's going to stand forever listen as you look at the pieces on the stage today it can make you thankful that God is who God says that he is and that God will do what God says that he will do I'm thankful he said my covenant will I not break neither will I alter the words that have come out of my lips that's what God said Oh, and God said to remind us that this morning as you see the wreckage of the ship here today because he told Paul, Paul, the ship is going to break. Listen, he told us in this world, you're going to have shipwrecks. In this world, you are going to have troubles. He said, but you can be of good cheer. He said, I've overcome the world. Listen, in other words, what God's trying to say is, yes, it may look like life is in pieces, but God says, guess what? Then pieces can preach. Listen, those pieces can speak even without the words uh, from the pastor. Come on, will you put that boat back up one more time? I just want to see it again. I'm telling you, man, the ship didn't make it. But guess what? I did. <laughs> Listen, the ship didn't make it, but all 276 men that were on that boat could stand up and say, nope, the ship didn't make it. But guess what? We we made it. We made it. We made it. Now, now listen, now, we got to put up the halos. I know it's Father's Day, and we got we, we to gotta act right today. We honor our fathers today. And listen, I need to hide your angel wings this morning because guess what? Don't none of us shout when life falls apart. Come on, let's just be honest today. Don't, don't any of us. I mean, it was good hype to get you there, but the truth of the matter is not one of you are going to be shouting on Monday when all of a sudden life hits you. All of a sudden, life is wrecked uh, before you. Listen, ain't nobody going to do a happy dance. Come on. Listen, when all of a sudden what you were expecting is all of a sudden a mess. What do you do with the pieces? Listen, because here's the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, and I, I know we get in have, oh, he's got pieces, and all them pieces are going to preach, but the truth of the matter is, the last time you prayed, you said, God, you got to hold this together for me. 
God, don't you let this break. God, don't let you, God, don't you let this fall apart. God, you got to fix this mess. Uh, that I mean, y'all know I'm telling you the truth today. I'm telling you, that's the way we pray. We pray to God and we say, God, you got to get this storm out of my life. God, you got to make this storm pass me by. Oh, I know we used to sing till the storm passes over till the thunder. Y'all remember that one? Sounds no more till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Come on. And what, what does it say? Keep me safe to the storm. You know what we really do? We say, God, get rid of this storm. God, get me out of this mess. God, I don't want it broken. I don't want it damaged. I want you to hold it all together for me. You know that's the truth. Happy Father's Day. No special poem for you today, but I'm going to give you the truth of the, I'm going to give you the truth of the, of the word today. That's the way we do. We don't like it when life falls apart. Listen, we don't like it when things are, are, are broken. We don't like it when life gets messy. We don't like it when our situations get sticky. Listen, I'm telling you, how many of you want a word from the Lord today saying, yep, life is going to be, hold on, life is going to be in pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Listen, how many of us really want a word from the Lord to say, hey, that vision that you got, guess what, it's going to be shredded. Guess what, that marriage that you were hoping for, it's going to be in shambles. How many want a word from the Lord that says that career that you were counting on, well, guess what, it is gone. Family broken into pieces. No, here's what we want. We want God to hold it together. Listen, we want God to keep the storm out of our life. And God tells Paul in this word in Acts chapter 27. And by the way, I've never preached a series where I kept on the same scripture for several weeks. Never done that before. But we've got to stay here for a few weeks because i got some stuff i got to teach you and tell us in the word. And Paul tells in Acts chapter 27, God tells Paul, and he's got a word for each one of us. He says, you are going to make it. He said, but guess what? The thing that you thought was going to carry you is not. Listen, the support system that you thought you were going to have, guess what? It's not going to make it. Listen, of all the 276 people that was aboard that ship, how many of you, how many of them do you think would have climbed on that ship if they had known the outcome? Listen, in 1912, how many of the 2,240 people would have got on the Titanic if they had known? the outcome. Oh, if you read about the Titanic, all I'd have done is heard of the man that said, God can't wreck this ship. I'm about, nah, I'm off. <laughs> I ain't getting on that ship. <laughs> but I'm just like, how many of the 2,240 of them would say, oh, let me get on that ship. It's going to go down. I'll tell you how many. None. Listen, not one single one would have got up. Because see, nobody gets married. Listen, nobody says yes to the dress. <laughs> Come on, to only all of a sudden have it break up 10 years later. Listen, nobody wants to do that. Listen, nobody wants to have a, a baby that says, whoo, I hope this child's a drug head one day. Nobody, nobody wants that brokenness in their, in their family. Listen, nobody starts a business and says, oh, I hope I lose it one day. I hope I go bankrupt in this. No, we say, God, you help me with my business and God, you hold it together and you make sure everything is just peachy and everything happens. But guess what? Shipwrecks happen. Listen, shipwrecks happen. And when they do, we are left with the pieces. We are left with the pieces of brokenness. Listen, we are left with the, with the pieces and everything that we thought we had and we thought was going to be all of a sudden is torn apart. Maybe I should ask the question, what do you do with the pieces? What, what do you do when things have been torn a, apart? Listen, I'm telling you, I know your prayer. God, I appreciate you for saving me, but you sure left me with a mess. 
Come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all sit quiet. Everybody look straight ahead. Nobody think I'm talking about your family, but you know good and well. Oh, God, I appreciate you getting me through this storm, but you sure left everything in. Come on, you know you've done it. You pray for God to stop the storm. Listen, you pray for God to remove the cancer. You know you did. You pray for God to remove the pain. And can I tell you what's frustrating? Can I tell you what's frustrating for the Christian? Listen, you know God could if God would. Ooh, listen, I'm telling you, that is what's so frustrating because you know God could if God would. So it's not a question of whether he can. Oh, can I go on to tell you that he can? Listen, it is not a question of whether he can because I know God has all power. Listen, I know he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think according to the power. Listen, I know those things. That's the problem. I know too much. Listen, I know too much about him. Listen, I know too much. I know that stopping storms is his specialty. I know. I know too much. I know that healing the sick is his expertise. I know that if he wanted to, he can raise people from the dead. I know. I just know too much. And it's frustrating for a Christian because all of a sudden, you you know what? If God, I know God could, if God would. Listen, I know he can. Woo, my God. Look, you never tell him, I know he's able. Go and tell him, listen, I know he's able. Listen, I'm telling you, I know he's able. He's able to break chains. Listen, he's able to part seas. He's able to drop giants and run off demons. I know it. Listen, he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. There's nowhere that you can go that God will not be there. So I know that he can. Oh, I know that he can. Watch this, but here's the kicker. If you can trust that he can, you got to learn to trust when he don't. Good preaching, Pastor. Ah, you hear me today. Listen, if you can trust that he can, you got to learn to trust when he don't. What do you do when God doesn't stop the storm? Listen, what do you do when God wrecks the ship? What do you do? What do you do in the pieces of life that's all around you? What do you do when you don't get a peace be still, but you get pieces? <laughs> oh, you don't get peace. <laughs> you get pieces. What do, what do you do? What do you do with the what do you do with the broken pieces? Matter of fact, as you're going through <laughs> the pieces, I imagine when you do this in life, you think about how you could have done it different. Just think about it. Yeah, we really, Paul did say in verse 10, I wouldn't set out in Crete, but in 14, we went anyway and the storm came. And so, you know, as you're surveying and as you're evaluating and as you are assessing the storm that all of a sudden you have found yourself in, I promise you, every single one of us have thought, how could I have done this? differently. I'm telling you, there are people sitting here, Dan, you're still trying to wrap your head uh, around the pieces of how you should have and could have and would have done things different. How could I have done things different? Listen, and here's what hurts, and y'all not going to like my message at this point, and that's okay. Y'all ready for it? You're not going to like this, but watch this. Sometimes God directs the ship to be broken. I said it. I said it. Listen, sometimes God directs the ship to be broken. If you don't believe me, ask Job. Listen, the, the, the enemy, the Satan went to God and said, I got to get your permission. And by the way, he's got to get permission. 
Ooh, that's a good thing. Listen, that's the assurance I can give you that he's got to get, he's got to get permission. But Satan wrecked Job's life. Listen, because God gave permission. I see in the scripture in Acts chapter number 27, Paul says, the angel to whom I belong told me that the ship was going to wreck. And watch what he said. I like this. Not one of you will lose a single hair from your head. If that's not God holding the storm together, my God, listen, not a single hair will be loosed from your head. And so here's what I want you to understand. And this should actually encourage us is we should understand that the storm is subject to the God that you serve. Listen, the storm is subject to the God that you serve. Matter of fact, God sets the parameters of every storm. Come on. Ah, listen, he is the master of the wind and the sea. God sets the parameters of the storm. But let's talk reality. Because the reality of it is the pieces leave you puzzled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pieces leave you confused. The, the pieces will leave you frustrated. Oh, we talk about, oh, we talk, I talked about it to somebody back here. Listen, storms will do one or two things. They'll draw you closer or they'll push you further away. That's because what happens, it's just reality. The pieces will make you frustrated. Sometimes the pieces will make you hurt. Sometimes the pieces will make you feel ashamed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think a lot of times we, we, we miss people because they feel ashamed. Let's switch gears a minute. Have you ever noticed that when you buy a, a puzzle, they don't come put together? Listen, think about it. The, the, I started to give all of y'all a piece of the puzzle today. Now, now, when you buy a puzzle, it comes in pieces. You don't buy the puzzle put together. Listen, now the box shows us that, and I thought this was so interesting. I'm going to be in Chicago. I don't even think, I don't know if he knows this. He said, Pastor Kip, get me a puzzle. I'm going to be in Chicago in a couple of weeks. Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to be in Chicago in a, in a couple of weeks. And he brought this puzzle and threw it down the table. I was like, what? Listen, if you want this picture, guess what? You got to put the pieces together. So if you think about it, he paid... For broken pieces. No, no, no. Think about it just a moment. He, he paid for the broken pieces. And he, he paid for the aggravation of somebody to put the puzzle together. Ain't going to be me. How many? How many? 300 pieces. Are you crazy? Ain't no way. Uh, no, no, no. That is not my idea of Friday night family fun, putting the pieces together. But listen, he paid for broken pieces. So I thought about it like this. If we pay for the brokenness, if we pay for what we know can be a better picture, what gives us the right? Listen, what gives us the right to believe that life is supposed to be a pretty picture all the time? What gives us the right to believe that everything is supposed to always be held together? I'm going to be honest. I hate puzzles. I don't said it. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I hate, I don't have the patience to put together, a, I mean, if you ever, I mean, some of y'all know like this. I, I think, Tammy, I think you like puzzles, don't you? You can have this one if you want it. But have you ever had the aggravation of trying to figure out which piece fits? Ha, have you ever been sitting around? I've done it before. I don't like it. We do. I, you know, I, I like to buy the big, big block puzzles. You know, like, come on, a board. I like about six pieces, and I can put them together. Like, y'all be proud of me. I can put them together quick. 300 pieces ain't me. I'm just, oh, no, ain't me. Ain't happening, not my jam. It's not, 
not done it, but, but I've done it. And you've done it too. And how many of you have sat there when you got all these, you know, you got them all spread out on the table and everybody's sitting around and all of a sudden somebody says, I don't think this piece goes. I don't think this piece. Nah, this piece don't. Y'all done it before. See, y'all have all the call in a minute. <laughs> Listen, I don't think that this piece goes. You know you declared it. I don't believe that this piece belongs. Surely they must have made a mistake and they put it in because I have tried to put this piece everywhere I could possibly do it and it does not fit. When in reality, you know, the creator and the maker of that puzzle is not going to put a piece in the box that does not belong. But yet you declare, how does this fit in to the picture that is on this box? Can I help somebody in the house today? I like limiting my tea while I'm sitting on your couch, by the way. Listen, can I just let you know today that sometimes the pieces don't look real good, but the creator and the maker and the planner of your life has every single piece masterfully put together, and it may not look like it fits, and it may not look like it goes in your life right now, but I stopped by to help you today to know that every single piece uh, that the Creator has designed in your life will fit uh, when God's ready for it. Ooh, that's good preaching, Pastor. When He causes it to fit, the pieces will make sense. Listen, I know you don't understand it right now, but I promise you the pieces, uh, who am I helping in the house today? I promise you the pieces uh, are going to come together. You don't understand why you're going through why you're going through. You don't understand why you're stressing what you are stressing. And you're looking through the pieces of life and you're saying, surely this does not go together. Surely this does not make up my picture. And I stop by to tell you, it does. It does. And God will make it make sense. One day. Matter of fact, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 12, for now we see through a glass dimly, but when we are face to face, watch this. Now I will, now I know in part, but then I will know fully. Oh, there's coming a day you're going to look at that picture and you're going to say, Oh, I see. Listen, I, I, just real quick, let me just say this. Not even, sometimes the peace ain't even for you. Listen, sometimes the stuff that you're going through is not, ain't got nothing to do with you. Listen, so don't give up in the storm too quick. Listen, don't, don't give out and give up in the storm too fast because sometimes it may just be, and you may not see it now, but later down the road you say, oh, you know what? I was in that storm one time. Let me tell you how. That's extra. That's free. That's for Happy Father's Day. You know, but it may not always fit, but maybe some day. Listen, every piece of your life, I promise you, and I want to let you know that there is a picture and there's a purpose. So listen, if life is in pieces, just know that there's a picture. <laughs> listen, if life is in pieces for you right now, just know that there is a, a purpose. And one day all of the pieces will make a perfect picture in God's purpose. Listen, when is the last time you thank God for your broken mess. <laughs> listen, when is the last time? Because listen, you got to understand this. Pieces are, pieces are powerful. Pieces are, are powerful. I know you don't understand that. And you think, I don't, I don't, I didn't see that in the scripture. I'm going to show it to you. Listen, pieces are, pieces are powerful. Watch this. Acts chapter 27. The ship is going down. And I told y'all last week that they took communion and they ate bread right on the ship. Because listen, watch this. And I, I don't think I shared this. I want to give it to you this week. Paul knew they needed to have an inner strength for the swim they were about to take. This is you got to eat something. You got to take care of yourself. And, there, and there's a word for somebody in here today. Listen, you better take care of your inner man. <laughs> Listen, you got to take care. Listen, you are not going to fight an outside battle if you're not taking care of the inside of, you know, see what I'm saying? Listen, you got to be sure. I'm telling you, you got to be sure and pray and stay prayed up and stay in the word and continue to feed that, feed that inner man to be able to fight the battles and the shipwrecks that you are going to face uh, in life. Keep the inner man strong. But I want you to see this in the text, and this is what I'm trying to get to. Watch, not everybody could swim. 
See, y'all miss that in the scripture. Yet the angel to whom Paul belongs, to whom Paul serves, said, everybody going to make it. Everybody going to make it. Ain't nobody going to lose a hair on their head. But, but the Bible says that someone couldn't swim. Let me read it to you. Y'all looking at me like you don't believe me. Acts 27, 43. But the centurion commanded that they which could swim, that means that some could not, right? Those that could swim. Anybody can't swim? I'm just curious. It don't matter. I'm not shaming. Just anybody can't swim? Okay. Okay. Well, you're going to thank God for the pieces. Watch this. Those that could swim, he said, you guys go first into the sea and get to the land. And the rest, watch this. And we read it too quickly. Some on boards. Watch this. And some on the, where's that at? Oh, look at that. And some on the broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all escaped to land safely. I messed that up, but that's what it says. Listen, but did y'all see what the scripture said? Had it not been for the broken pieces, not everybody would have made it safely. Had it not been for the shipwreck, come on, that's why you need to thank God for the broken pieces. Listen, that's why you need to thank God that even when the pieces don't make any sense to you, there is a purpose in the pieces in your life. The broken pieces of the ship were needed. There were those that could not swim. And hey, I bet you somebody said, Ooh, thank you, Jesus, for this piece right here. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm able to make it to safety because I hung on to a piece. So when you do not understand your broken pieces, I dare you to thank him right in the middle of not understanding because he will one day show you how it all makes how it all makes sense. One last thing, and I'm done. Ronald, you come on. And I'm done. Watch this. Because, <laughs> listen, last week we talked about a place called Crete. And I showed you that in the video in case you missed it. But Crete was the place of the flesh. You remember talking about that? But Crete was the place that, Crete was where they had stopped off at. And Paul was like, you know, because they, they, they actually were traveling on a journey. And they were stopping at, at different ports. And remember I told you it was a grain ship. It was not a... John boat, it wasn't a carnival cruise line, it was a, it was a grain boat, and they were in business, and they'd stopped off in Crete, and that was where Paul said, no, nah, we better stop here, <laughs> we better not go any further here, and in the flesh of wanting to do business, you remember I taught you that last week, in the flesh of wanting to do business, they, they, they set sail in Crete, and Crete was that place of, of flesh. And so this week, as you are now examining the pieces of the story where the, where the ship broke, Maybe, maybe even as you're walking around gathering your pieces, it may even bring a tear to you. It may even, you may be crying over the pieces. Listen, right now, while you may be confused and frustrated and not understanding the pieces that have taken place, I want to show you Acts 28. I say my scripture to the end. Watch this, Acts 28 and verse 1. The Bible says, once they were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. Now, I want you to get this because last week I encouraged you not to leave from Crete. Remember? I, I encouraged you, don't, don't set sail in the flesh. Don't, don't make impulse decisions in the flesh. Well, here's what I want to teach you today real quick as I close this out. Listen, it will make sense in Malta. <laughs> yeah, it will make sense in Malta. Y'all got time for a real quick study? Let me get the rest of, rest of you going to hear it anyway. Watch this. Malta, watch this, Malta is the place you ended up, yet it was not the place you were planning on going. Yeah, I, want, I want you to get this because Malta, Malta is the place that you ended up, yet it was never the place that you planned. You got to understand this because Paul and 
275 other people. There were a total of 276 people on this ship. All of them were heading to Rome. Acts chapter 28, where we are in the scripture, they now are in Malta. (laughs) Malta is not Rome. Okay, so I got to get you to understand that. And this is going to make sense. And Malta is the place that you ended up, yet it was not the place that you were planned on going. So in other words, you don't plan Malta. You didn't pick Malta. Malta was not your destination of choice. Uh, Malta was not where you sat back and said, hey, along this trip, let's make a stop because I'd like to visit, visit the beautiful island of, of Malta. No, you don't pick Malta. Malta picks you. No, no, you don't pick Malta. Malta picks you. So let's be very, very clear. Malta is the place that you ended up, but yet you never planned on going. Listen, and you may not like Malta, but you're going to find out over the next couple weeks you needed Malta. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because it looked like a shipwreck and it looked like something that you didn't want, but you're going to find out over the next few weeks you needed Malta. It is not the place that you pick, but it is the place that you need. And watch this. Here's why. Because you are teachable in Malta. You're teachable. Watch watch the scriptures. I'm going to stop it just in a spot that makes sense. Watch this. Once we were safe on the shore, we learned. (laughs) Hold on, you got to see that. What happened when they got to Malta? They learned. The Bible says once they they learned that they were in Malta. But you got to get this because Malta is the place that you learn. Because see, it was in Crete that you thought you knew it all. Yeah, yeah. See, it was in Crete that you set sail in the flesh. It was in Crete that you set sail because it felt good in the moment. Physically, it felt good, but spiritually, it was not right. But you set sail, and now you have found yourself in Malta. You have landed in a place that you were not expecting to go. But guess what? I got good news. You're going to (laughs) learn. You're going to get to learn while you are in Malta. Because what happens is the storm humbles you yeah when life is shattered and broken to pieces it humbles you and watch this I want you to get this because the Bible says they learned they went Malta which tells me they had to ask a question where are we oh yeah yeah I think they rolled up on the island some on pieces and some swimming and they said excuse me where where are we well, we, where are we? I'm not sure where we're at. Paul, 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 Paul. You know where we're at? We learned we're in Crete. Where are we? It's the first thing God said to man in the Garden of Eden. Adam, where are you? You know why? Because that's what sin does. Listen, sin puts us in a place that we say, where are we? Where, where, do, where, do, we, where, do, where do we, where do we, where do we, where do we end up? Where, where did we end up? Listen, Malta, after the storm, will have you asking, why did I end up here? Okay, but go ahead and stand all over the house. I'm going to give you what Malta means real quick, okay? Y'all get your shouting shoes on. You ready? <laughs> Y'all ready? Because watch this. Malta literally means refuge. Listen, Malta literally means uh, 
refuge. I know you think that the boat has fell apart. I know you think that life is in pieces. I don't know whose house I'm at. Listen, I I know you feel like everything's in shambles, but the Bible says in Psalms that God is my, he's my refuge. He is my strong tower. He is my buckler. He is the horn of my salvation. You got to understand this. Listen, Malta's not a mistake. No, you didn't pick to be there, but guess what? You can learn in, you can learn in Malta. Because we were foolish, set and sail in Crete. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place today. Listen, I believe this word is to encourage you. Don't be hating on the pieces. Listen, instead look and realize that there's a purpose in the pieces. Listen, instead look and say there's a purpose and there's a picture that God's going to put together and I'm going to sit all beautifully one day. Yeah, yeah, some of us out of my craziness. It was their fault. They left Malta. I mean, they left Crete. They left. They did it. It's got to tell you, probably 99.999% of the storms we're in, we cause the storm. I know we don't like to admit that. And we really like to say, well, no, it wasn't my fault. I mean, because what happened... No, it's your fault. And it was my fault. Instead of sitting around sulking in your pieces, instead of sitting around. Listen, some people today, I'm telling you, you're angry in your pieces and you're mad and you're saying, God, why? Why the pieces, God? I don't understand the pieces. They don't make any sense. Listen, won't you just stop and thank God for the pieces? Because there is a purpose. Listen, there is a purpose in the pieces. There's a purpose. And God will show you. You may see it dimly now and you may not understand, but God's going to show it to you. Strengthen your inner man. Listen, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that today. I'm t- Listen, why do I kneel down every week? Oh, you probably kneel down. No, here's why. I, I kneel down to strengthen my inner man. I do. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. It takes about all the inner man I got to do this what I do, and I got to get down and get some more. I'm like, God, I, I need a refilling because I just, man, I just... I just poured out all that I had and said, God, I need you to strengthen. I need you to strengthen my, I need you to strengthen my inner man. And so right now in the quietest moment, nobody looking around. Listen, who would be honest? Who would just be honest and say, Pastor, oh my gosh, I see the pieces in my life, but I've not seen them the way you just told me to look at them. And I just want to thank God for showing me. Would you just lift up your hand right now real quick? All over that. It's not for me. It's for God. Tell God. Tell God, tell God, tell God. God, I see the pieces now. Wait a minute, God. These, the pieces are starting to make sense. Hold, hold on, God. I, I, I'm understanding why I'm where I'm at right now. If that's you, let God know today. Just wave at God. Let him know. Not me. Let God know. God, it's making a little bit of sense. I'm not saying you like it. Listen, I'm not saying it's not hard to praise when everything's broken and shattered and, and, and tore up. No, I'm not. listen. Let's, we're talking reality here. But you can be encouraged that God's going to use the broken pieces. Another old song we used to sing was pick up the broken pieces and take them to the Lord. Y'all remember that old song? Pick up the broken pieces and take them. Take them to the Lord. Somewhere in that song it says something about that. He made your body out of clay. He can handle your pieces. He can, he can handle the pieces that you got. And so today as we open up this altar today, listen, I'm telling you, it'll strengthen your inner man. If you'll come bring the broken pieces before God Almighty and say, God, I, listen, you may still be in a 
head spin. God, I don't understand. I don't know, but I trust. I trust. I know that you can. And God, whenever you're ready, <laughs> do it. Do it. But I'm going to learn while I'm in Malta. I'm going to learn while I'm in Malta. You come.